Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. But be the man. You gotta beat the man. Ooh, yeah. You got something to Welcome back to a Friday night edition of Guys Nation Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, John, joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Rob. One more for the good guys, and this time around, it's my favorite pay-per-view of the year, Royal Rumble. Absolutely. What is this, what number are we up to here? 26th Royal Rumble, something like that? Uh, it's getting up there. Uh, now, they had, the first one was 88, and did they, I think they didn't do one the next year, or did, have they had one every year ever since? I think they skipped 1989. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So this would be, yeah, this would be about 26. So here we are on Friday night, and we fight on Friday night, right, Michael? That's what we do. Speaking of which, I was watching SmackDown, and it was pretty much vanilla. Nothing went on. Uh, Wade Barrett made fun of The Miz and Brodus Clay, which was kind of nice. He, he started a This Is Awful chant. Right, because that's always a good thing to do when... Uh... You want the fans to try and care about the product. And uh, I believe we saw the makings of a potential women's match with Naomi versus AJ. And I didn't see the end of the show, but there was like a five-on-five with uh, the New Age Outlaws, who are apparently heels now. Right. Getting up with the Shield against, uh, I don't know, whoever that would be. Biggie Langston, Rhodes, all those guys. And the Usos. Usos, yeah. There you go. So, yeah, probably nothing important on SmackDown. So uh, here we go. We got a we got a pay per view coming up. Now, I keep hearing online people complaining about the build for this uh, or lack thereof. I think I've seen people talk about, oh, I, I really want to see guys in the ring cutting a promo about how they're going to win. Um, you know, and, and I guess maybe they haven't telegraphed. Uh, what's going to happen as much as we're used to, and especially over the last several pay-per-views, we've really had kind of strange builds. Uh, so I don't know. Did you? Does this feel different than other Rumbles to you? Do you have any problems with the build for it? I don't know. I mean, I'm a sucker for the old school uh, backstage promo with, you know, the the sheet of advertising behind them saying, you know, I'm going to go through 29 other men, blah blah blah, but. I don't think it really needs it. I mean, it's it's the Royal Rumble. If you're not psyched up for the Royal Rumble, if you need something to get you interested to do the countdown every minute and a half, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the other matches on the card maybe not built up so much, but in terms of the 30-man over-the-top battle royal-type atmosphere where you've got somebody coming out, people going in, I, yeah. I don't I don't need a lot of build. But yeah, and you're always guaranteed during a Rumble match, I don't know, 10 really cool spots at oh, least. Yeah. You know, and you get guys that you don't normally see fighting each other. 
you know, potentially locking up. You saw Cody and Goldust last year. So, you know, it, to think that this isn't going to be worth buying, I think, is a little crazy. It, it pretty much always is. Uh, although I hear, I guess, the 40-man in 2011 was, was kind of lackluster. I don't know. I mean, you got 40 guys. I mean, sure, it was cool that you had more guys, but that was kind of a gimmicky type thing. Yeah. So the main complaints I'm hearing, I guess, which are somewhat understandable, is that we don't have Daniel Bryan announced. Uh, and so, you know, there's certainly a lot to talk about there, which we will talk about on the show. And then, you know, you got Randy Orton versus John Cena, round number 364. Right. So. It, certainly, it certainly doesn't help that for yet another pay-per-view, we're getting a rematch in the uh, world title situation. I mean, how many times did we get that between Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton? Now we're right. getting it, Randy Orton and John Cena. So if people want to complain about that, about, oh, you know, the world title situation isn't interesting to me, well, that's that's a valid argument, but I hope those same people were making that same argument a couple months ago when it was just, you know, rinse and repeat. And here's one way to look at it. If they're in a title match, they're not in the Rumble. Right, so, so we have no worries about Vanilla Option 1 or Vanilla Option 2 winning the Rumble. Correct. So I think that's okay. And and really, comparing to last year, let's not forget, it was, it was game, set, match decided way in advance that John Cena was winning the Royal Rumble. Everybody knew it. And that Rock was going to get the belt from CM Punk. Everybody knew that. Yeah, I don't think so. That I mean, was... it was there was literally uh, there was hardly anything to look forward to. So I mean, it's like, do you want that or do you want this situation where it's really ambiguous and we could honestly see a lot of different directions happening at this pay per view? I mean, I, I like the idea that I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I think that's kind of the point of the Royal Rumble is that everybody gets a shot. Right. I mean, if you look at the way things went down last year, people might have thought that there were options for how the Rumble was going to play out and how CM Punk versus The Rock was going to play out, but there really wasn't. Just yeah, like I mean, The said. Rock declared his title shot. He knew he was going to win. Right, and it's not like The Rock is going to have his title shot and then, what, not win? Mm-hmm. You think he's not going to WrestleMania? You think they're just going to pay him to just show up for the Royal Rumble? I don't think so. He'd been involved in the two prior WrestleManias, so he had to be involved. Yeah. He was a special host, and then he had the match with John Cena. What, are you just going to leave him off the third straight WrestleMania? I don't think so. Absolutely. And plus, with this year, uh, as we'll get to in the second half of the show, we'll talk about the Roman match itself. We've got guys that we could see winning that aren't even announced for the match. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, there's at least five names that I think have a legit shot to win the Royal Rumble. And that's way different than last year. Absolutely. All right, so that's our opinion on the build. I'm excited. we got a lot to talk about. How about, before we get into the pay-per-view, the WWE Network. Huge announcement a couple weeks ago. And as you mentioned before the show, this could be the last time we even have to consider paying for a pay-per-view, you know, individually, because you can get a subscription to the WWE Network and get all of them. Ten bucks a month for, I guess, what would 
average out to the cost of a little over, you know, well, almost three pay-per-views at 120 bucks, depending on your provider. Right. Uh, so, you know, I've I've purchased an average of two, maybe three a year lately. So uh, it's well worth it to me. I, I'll be ordering it. The the network. What about you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was talk a few years ago of the network. They had uh, WWE on demand for a while. Uh, they might still have it. I don't know. That's certainly something I looked into. And if you're just talking about a network, eh, I'm kind of interested. But once you throw the idea of the pay-per-views in there, I'm sold. It's it, I'm ordering it. Yeah, and the on-demand, it, everything about it seems to be just A+. Uh, they're doing it the right way. They're, they're making it available on pretty much every device right off the bat. Uh, you don't have to pay extra to watch on your phone or whatever. You you can watch it on all your devices for the same damn price. Whereas, you know, a service like Slingbox, I've, I've come to find out, just because I bought the app on my phone, i got to pay a different price for the tablet app. I mean, it, it's so stupid. Right. So, you know, they're going to give you everything right off the bat, make it easy access. And I think, you know, a lot of, and we're not a political show, but a lot of the debate surrounding pirating is that, People wouldn't do it if they could just get a hold of this stuff easily, you know, yeah. pay for it, which is why iTunes is so successful. You know, people don't really even want to bother with downloading music anymore because they can just grab it off of iTunes. They're willing to pay. Yeah, and, and there's this whole thing that I saw on Reddit. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say that I saw it on Reddit where it was it was a, uh, a little political-type cartoon where a guy is sitting there at his laptop and he's got the little angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other, and he's saying he wants to get Game of Thrones. Mm. And he can't get HBO Go because he didn't have cable. And he doesn't want to down he doesn't want to download it illegally. So he tries to go through Amazon, he tries to go through iTunes, all this, and he can't get it. Yep. So he ends up turning to the torrents and getting it that way. Because that's the only way he could end up doing it. And I know yeah. a lot of people like myself and you would love to go back and watch a lot of this stuff from the late 90s, early 2000s. And what do you have to do? You have to find somebody on Daily Motion or uh, Live Leaks or YouTube that has a full show up there and get it that way. But this way, WWE is in charge of delivering it. They've missed out on so much revenue over the years. Uh, that they're going to start reaping in with this with this concept because absolutely I mean I've I've procured old episodes you know in ways that didn't cost me any money but I'm I'd be perfectly happy to pay them a fee to have on demand access to to their library so this should be pretty cool they got some uh, original programming coming as well like the Legends House or something it's like a real world for retired right. guys right which I guess you think or you heard was uh, filmed a little while ago. Yeah, I think that was taped a couple of years ago, uh, back when they were considering doing the network back then and, and dropped the ball with it. And let us not forget, NXT is going to be shown uh, as it airs. See, and that's that's perfect for me, because I love watching indie wrestling. I love watching new talent come up. I love watching that type of thing. Um it's a whole other story, but I almost actually went to Full Sail University. Um, but, I mean, I, I know that NXT is on Hulu or Hulu Plus or somewhere, 
And I know that sometimes they show it on YouTube or something, but I've never been able to track it down. But now that now with the the uh, WWE Network, definitely gonna be tuning into that. I agree. I, I've uh, I've been actually trying to catch up on NXT recently. I watched a couple episodes the other day. It's very good, and they're they're crowds I've noticed because I only check in on it every few months or so, so I don't see every episode. But the crowds are really into it now. Uh, so they're they're growing. It's it's looking like it's going to be a legit player at some point. So that's really cool. All right, let's get on to the pay per view. All right. The the man of the hour, the face of the WWE, at least on the internet, Daniel Bryan, has left the Wyatt family after a short two week stint. Uh. Pretty much got over on Bray Wyatt in in a uh, steel cage, uh, but for whatever reason wants a piece of him in a match at Royal Rumble. Yeah, I, I think I think you know we might have been of two minds about this, but I think you almost have to have this match to uh, to settle it once and for all, to sever ties officially and once and for all. I don't know. So I, I guess it comes down to who do you who do you imagine winning this match? Um, I guess it's kind of beyond the point of should they be having it, but... Sure, yeah, I mean, they're clearly going to have it. So, yeah, it's it's odd because, as I kind of said, it it seems like he got the ultimate win over him. He, he was able to keep the family away as he took out his frustrations, so... Uh, I guess, you know, if, if Dan O'Brien beats Bray Wyatt again, then that really kind of sinks the character of Bray Wyatt quite a bit, I would think. Yeah. And I don't know that anybody really feels like that should happen. He's a pretty good character. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of discussion that Brian may end up in the Rumble match, so maybe the outcome of this has to has to mesh with the idea of him being a surprise entrant in the, in the Rumble match. Yeah, and whether or not... Uh... It becomes a surprise whether he's an intern or not. I mean, there's always tomorrow and Sunday and during the pay-per-view itself where they can actually announce that he's going to be one of the 30 members of the uh, the Rumble. Um, to me, what, what this match does is it further uh, knocks down his odds of winning. So it makes him even more of an underdog. It makes, you know, his ascent to the top even greater. You know, because if... if he didn't have this match, then it's like, okay, he should be the odds-on favorite, and if he doesn't win, what then? So, you know, I think it's kind of a ploy, one way or the other, whether they want him to win the Rumble or whether he doesn't. So, And that's... They've certainly been trying to toy with our expectations, I think. It's one of the... I think there's probably been a little more method to the madness than we than we know, you know, with the way things have changed since Triple H took over. Uh, because this is odd. I mean, he's the hottest guy going, and he's not announced for the Rumble match. And this is certainly a change in how they would have handled things in the past. So, yeah, I think they're trying to pull a fast one on us by having this match. Now, my question to you, if Daniel Bryan wins this, how much do you think it affects Bray Wyatt, or can he just move on to somebody else and we'll forget about it? I think he could move on to something else after this. 
Um, I think there's always the potential that somebody else is going to join the Wyatt family and interfere in this match. Um, there, there's always a chance to recover after it, but in terms of whether he'd be better off, I think he'd be better off beating Daniel Bryan. Oh, absolutely. But I'm wondering, since he's such a new character and he's only had a couple feuds and the first one admittedly did not go very well, I think a lot, you know, I think that Inferno match with Kane, most people would say was, wasn't up to the standard that they, we expected. And, uh, and then the way that they kind of just fizzled out the story and had Kane return in a suit, I mean, it's just strange. So this is his second opportunity to have a, uh, a feud and, you know, if he, if he comes out, just kind of like getting his butt kicked twice in a row, then, I mean, how much damage does that do to his character? And the mystique of him, you know, he's he's he was scary at one point. <laughs> right. No, that's that's a certainly a valid point. Um, you know, he it does seem like you know now that you bring it up that he's had you know a couple of minor victories here and there over you know guys where it's like a two week feud, but not really a feud. Seems like Kofi Kingston was somebody that he put down, mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, yeah, um, I think he could use a win. But then again, it's kind of kind of like the scenario at WrestleMania 10 with Owen Hart. You know, Owen Hart got a win over Bret Hart in the opening contest, and then Bret Hart went on to win the world championship in the main event. How True. big of a win? How big of a win is it if the guy you beat goes on to do something spectacular that same night? Mm-hmm. So you know, if you, if you're Bray Wyatt and you beat Daniel Bryan in the opening match of Royal Rumble 2014. And then two and a half hours later, he comes out and wins the Rumble. Do you feel like you actually did anything to him? Yeah, I don't know. And and Harper and Rowan are going to be in the Rumble as well, so that could all connect there. But, all right, so I think that's a good point you bring up with Owen Hart and Bret Hart. So who do you, uh, who are you leaning towards in this match? I think they'll go with uh, Bray Wyatt because I think even though maybe they uh, don't have as much faith in him as they might have hoped at this point, I think they still have faith in Bray Wyatt uh, making some waves in WWE. And I think they they would see that uh, a win over Daniel Bryan could be pretty big. And it doesn't have to be a definitive win, but it can be something that's good enough to put on Bray Wyatt's uh, resume. How about you? I I wasn't really sure what direction to go with this. Uh, you kind of you kind of swayed me a bit to where I, I'm I'm gonna head, go ahead and agree with you on Bray Wyatt. And I think it's I think it's actually more. Well, I, I think it works best because certainly it helps the Wyatt character, but also I think especially if this is early, like an opening match, as you mentioned, uh, it really adds to the storyline that we could see with Brian throughout the night. Uh, and plus the, the idea of, you know, there's, there's no cage to keep Harper and Rowan out this time. So, you know, he's going he's gonna to succumb to numbers or something at some point. Right. He'll be beat down, lose the match, or maybe win by DQ, I guess. And 
you know, then it leaves a lot of confusion as to whether he's capable of being in the Rumble match. I think that would be good tension to have throughout the night, so I'm going to go with, with Wyatt. Nice. And not not to keep bringing up uh, 1984, but uh, Bret Hart and Owen Hart, Royal Rumble 1994, had a tag match against the Quebecers, which they lost because Bret wouldn't tag in Owen, ended up hurting his knee. And then the storyline later in the night is, will Bret Hart be able to compete in the Royal Rumble? So loses earlier in the night, comes out, just barely is able to compete, and there you go. Built in the storyline. Yeah, and the and the the Daniel Bryan uh, underdog story lends itself to that kind of situation. Alright, so we have a tag title match. A little surprising. I, I didn't think uh, these guys were gonna be around as much as they are. They came out for Old School Raw, the New Age Outlaws, and I noticed uh, in previous Old School Raws, and actually when they had that little run, Road Dog wouldn't say badass Billy Gunn. He'd just say bad eh or something like that. Right. You know, because he's all, he's found Jesus now or something. Yeah, or B.A. Billy Gunn. Right. And now he's saying it. Yeah, so, I, 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 I think... I guess they got through to him. <laughs> maybe, uh... Maybe that, or maybe this is the uh, PG-13ification of WWE. Could be. Maybe now that we're not uh, TV PG, maybe you can say ass on TV. You know, and this and this reminds me, <laughs> I, had, right, I had seen a little blurb about how Vince wanted there to be no more heels and faces, which, you know, it's probably just typical uh, dirt sheet. They've apparently have some sort of line tapped in Vince McMahon's office, how much commentary they get from him. Right. But it, it, it this does fit that idea because the outlaws turn their back on CM Punk. Punk is a bona fide face. You turn your back on a guy like that, you're supposed to be heels. Right. But they still do their shtick when they come out. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they're still letting the fans decide whether they want to go along with their shtick or hate them because they turn their back on CM Punk. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Typically, you would think that uh, a team like that would switch it up a little bit and actually seek out the heel heat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think fans are such robots that uh, they love they love to be told when to chant along to something, and, you know, they love to echo whatever somebody's saying. So... Yeah. They do, but I think if you're trying to reach, I think that they're trying to expand. Obviously, most businesses try to expand, but you know, I think something with the WWE Network and you know, they're just they're really trying to bring in more people. The Total Divas, I think, I think they want a situation. And of course, you know, an easy argument against this is the fact that they pipe in crowd noise on SmackDown. But I think. It's possible they want a situation where the fans decide who they like a little more than get spoon-fed, which is what happened with Daniel Bryan. And uh, I dare say it's a successful change, the fact of what happened with Daniel Bryan for them, because they weren't going to push him on, on their own. Right, and I think when you have situations like what happened with Fondango, where... You try and push a guy as a heel, and the fans just like they want to love him. 
And you have a situation like John Cena where half the people are going to boo him no matter what. Half the people are going to cheer him no matter what. I think that kind of plays into it. But I think what also plays into it is if you switch over the other the other popular pay-per-views every month, the other popular uh, sporting-type entertainment is mixed martial arts. They don't have heels and faces in mixed martial arts. You know, maybe a lot of people don't like Dan Hardy or Michael Bisping or, you know... Ronda Rousey. Yeah, they don't like those people for one reason or another, but it's not like those people are going to go out and, and seek out, you know, the boos or the cheering. You know, I mean, some people liked BJ Penn and some people didn't. He was a fantastic athlete, and you were going to tune in when he had a fight no matter what. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, they might be kind of going towards that direction where, you know, give people personality and let things fall where they may. Sure. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how sports work in general is that we all have our own teams we like and teams we think are jerk-offs. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I might tell you that the Yankees are the heels of uh, Major League Baseball, but there's millions of people out there wearing Yankee caps who actually care about the team, True. who would say, oh, no, they're the good guys. Yeah, and you, if you got 30 baseball teams, uh, that's, and, you know, the potential for people to like all those, they all sell merchandise. If you have uh, 15 wrestlers that people can choose to like then, and sell their merchandise, that's much better than just having John Cena sell merchandise. Right. All right. So let's get back to the matches. New Age Outlaws, kind of heel, going up against the Broads, the Brotherhood. I'll go first because I think this is pretty straightforward, Rhodes retaining. Uh, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if they, they pull fast one and give the Outlaws the belts. and But because they do, you know, they do look up to the task of competing, even at their quote-unquote advanced age. But, right. And, and obviously Goldust. And, you know, it's funny. It's like all three of those guys and uh, the Big Show and Brock Lesnar, I mean, all these guys are, like, still getting it done. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's Brotherhood retaining. Well, I'm glad you went first because I'm going with the new... Age Outlaws. All right. I think uh, explain tag, good, sir. Well, I think the tag division has plenty of opportunities for uh, teams to emerge. I mean, you've got the Usos, who six months ago I didn't care about at all. Four months ago I didn't care about at all, but the past month or two they've really stepped it out. They showed you know a little more personality. They've had some good matches, so you've got them. You got the primetime players. Um, I mean, you've got you've got a few different teams that I think you know deserve a shot at the next level, and I think you know things are getting a little stale with the Broads having the belts. And I think I think now is a good time to uh, pull the trigger and give the belts to New Age Outlaws, and they're a bona fide uh, you know historic team. Right? I mean, they're up there they'd in be, terms of They'd rank. be your six-time tag team champions of the world. 
Right, and what what better than beating a six-time tag team champions of the world to boost your resume for the primetime players? I mean, what, what's better than that? I hope you're right. I'd like to see it. I think they've been really reluctant to to switch the tag titles despite the number of tag teams we've grown to appreciate over the last year, you know. Had Team Hell No hung on to it through, I don't know, seven or eight pay-per-views. Shield right. held on to it forever. Now the Broads are on probably fourth pay-per-view, I guess. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, that's what gives me pause is that they've been reluctant to, to treat it like a hot potato. But, yeah, the Outlaws make sense. I mean, it does, it would lend some reasoning to having them back here in the way that they are and, and competing on SmackDown for the first time in 15 years or whatever it was. Right. So. I, I don't feel like there's a lot of other tag teams that WWE can bring in to help give this kind of boost to the division. I mean, I don't think you're going to bring back Stevie Ray and Booker T to have Harlem Heat. I don't think you're going to do that with uh, Legion of Doom. I mean, you kind of can't, right? Right. I mean... One of the guys is dead. Right. And the you other know? guy that joined them is a paraplegic. Yeah. Am I it, correct? Yeah, I'm right on that. Yeah, Demolition's right. not coming back. Heart Foundation, probably not coming back. Hmm. You know, I, Marty Jannetty might be up for another match, but I believe uh, natural disasters is also impossible. Uh, sounds right. They might both be dead. I think only one. But yeah. Right. So I. I've, Money you know, Inc. Ted DiBiase and IRS were both on Old School Raw. There we go. So I, I think <laughs> you're going to have Money Inc. and I think you're going to have New Age Outlaws, and I think. Uh, Headline WrestleMania. There we go. I think we just blew the uh, the opportunity to talk about this on a on a future show, but uh, <laughs> that's all right. I'm sure our fans would be glued to their iPods to listen to that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like your choice. I hope you're right. That'd be pretty cool. Let's move on to the aforementioned Big Show versus Brock Lesnar battle of the big men. One of Brock Lesnar's few pay-per-view appearances. Uh, we. Had previously only seen him at WrestleMania, or yeah, we saw him at WrestleMania, Extreme Rules, and SummerSlam. Right. That was his three pack, and now we're getting him at the Rumble. So, hopefully, this—he's not going to have just three pay per views, and one of them is going to be the freaking Big Show. But uh, nonetheless, that's what we get. He—he he beat the crap out of Mark Henry, Big Show. Um, you know. Just trying to protect his house or whatever the hell. Right. Uh, I saw Paul Heyman cut a cut a promo on Big Show on uh, SmackDown. As you can tell, I'm very excited about the match. Yeah. The the F5 to Big Show will certainly be a spectacle. Uh, so I'm picking Brock Lesnar. You know, I'm I'm kind of tired of seeing Brock Lesnar lose the first time he fights a guy in a feud. I'm kind of tired of seeing Brock Lesnar thrown around like a rag doll by the world's largest athlete. I think all of this build-up, I think you're definitely going to have Brock Lesnar go over. It's the right decision. <clears throat> it's what they're going to do. 
I think it uh, it serves for Big Show to come back later and get a big win after Lesnar has a title run. And what do you think of? Uh, I heard somebody point this out. Uh, I mean, I think clearly, and you're picking Lesnar, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I heard, uh, and, and clearly this is kind of set up to make Lesnar look, you know, as as beastly as he is. You know, if he's going to take out the world's largest athlete. Uh, what do you think of the idea of him taking the WMD and not getting knocked out? Oof. Um, that could help build up the mystique. Maybe that's one of the reasons they're doing this match. Man. Because uh, I don't think anybody's not been knocked out, right? Right. But, you know, I think... You know, I think they kind of sold the idea um, during one of the Brock Lesnar versus Triple H matches where... Brock Lesnar legit got knocked out, and he was fighting kind of on instinct. I can't uh, remember. remember. I know that? what you're talking about. Yeah. Where it was like, it was legit like he got his bell rung and still fought the match for another 15 minutes or something stupid like that. I, yeah, I feel like that's just one of their little things where they're all paranoid about concussions. They don't want to act like they're covering him up. Right. So I could see, I could see Lesnar taking the WMD dropping to a knee or, you know, falling to the mat. Yeah. Kicking out, getting up, kind of being dazed, and going on to win. So I, I could see that. Um, I certainly wouldn't want to see a situation where Big Show, like, you know, winds up and nails him, and they say, oh, WMD, and Lesnar, like, doesn't even fall down. Right. But that could be cool. Sure. All right. So that's enough about that match. <laughs> uh, Randy Orton versus John Cena, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. It's interesting that they still have Orton carry two belts. Uh, I wonder how long that's going to go on if everybody that wins this is just going to carry both. It seems a little cumbersome. But nonetheless, here we have the match. Uh, Orton's been pretty much a chicken shit heel type champion. Uh, you know, he's being a little little bitch to everybody, like the authority and everything. Yeah, he, It's almost he hard to take him seriously. He doesn't want to fight matches. He, what, he Instead of complaining that he has to fight Kofi Kingston, what he should be complaining about is the fact that his matches are in the middle of the, middle of the card. Absolutely. That should be his, his leg, legit gripe that he talks about. I mean, not like... I don't want to fight a guy who's never had a uh, a title match in a pay per view. Yeah, and yeah. I sent you a message to that effect. You know, it it, it kind of bothers me. I'm not the type of person that uh, is going to nitpick booking in general. I, it just doesn't appeal to me. I'm I'm just kind of sit there and take whatever they give me. That's my. But favorite. the fact that the champion just wrestles at like nine fifteen. You know, not even like halfway through Raw against Kofi Kingston. It's just, I don't know, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I mean, it used to be that the champion, well, it used to be you never saw a champion until a pay-per-view. But, I mean, either way, I mean, he's, he's the freaking champion. He should He should not have to fight, and if he does, it's the main event. Right. No, I, I thought it was weird at uh, WrestleMania 8 when... Randy Savage versus Ric Flair went on in the middle of the card. Oh. 
And Randy Orton is no Randy Savage. Randy Orton is no Ric Flair. <laughs> but he at least deserves to be closer to the main event, especially if the title is going to be on the line. Yeah, I mean, the belt itself just needs to be treated with the reverence. Yeah. You know, so I, I totally agree. He has been acting like a little bitch, complaining, but his complaints should be. And then he jumped in a car direction. at the end of Raw, right? Yeah, oh yeah, he ran out of the arena from John Cena, then waited for Cena to get all the way out there, and then jumped in a car. And so, and also the outcome of this match, you know, it should have some ripple effect on the main event of WrestleMania, although. You know, maybe this is a year where we actually see the Elimination Chamber have a title change, so perhaps this isn't... Perhaps the winner of this isn't automatically in the main event of WrestleMania. But uh, I'd like to get your insight. Uh, where are you leaning on this one? Well, this one kind of has me stymied a little bit, specifically because of Elimination Chamber. That's why I'm making you go first. Yeah, specifically because of what he just said. Everything you just said leads me to uh, have no idea who is going to win this match, except the one thing that keeps going through my mind is that either CM Punk or Daniel Bryan should be facing Randy Orton at WrestleMania for the title, and if Randy Orton is going to be in the main event at WrestleMania against one of those guys, it should be for the belt, and I don't want to see him lose it now just to get it back at Elimination Chamber. I think you know, a one-month John Cena title reign would be the shits. The so you shits. want you want Randy Orton over John Cena if, if given the choice in in WrestleMania title match. Given or are you just saying that's because that's what we predicted? Well, given a WrestleMania title match, I'd kind of like to see CM Punk versus Randy Orton. Okay. And uh, I'd, I, you know, I honestly. But you. So, I guess my question is though is. Is it just that you want that particular match, or do you do you want the choice? If you have a choice between Cena or Orton, just in general, no matter who their opponent is, you'd rather see Orton. I think with Orton's allegiance still with the Authority, and the Authority still trying to push that whole angle, I think it it builds up better to be Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't want Randy Orton to leave WrestleMania with the belt. I don't want John Cena to leave WrestleMania with the belt. So I think the best-case scenario is that Randy Orton keeps it until then. Now, let us not forget, Brock Lesnar has done a rock-like move where he's calling his shot for a title match. Right. That would probably be Elimination Chamber. Maybe. See, I just, I don't even know what they're doing with Elimination Chamber. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. you know, are they are they going to have the Chamber match be a contenders match? I mean, I, that doesn't really work. You know, right. and okay, Brock Lesnar calls his shot and suddenly he's going to be involved in the Chamber. Okay. Four other guys get to be in there along with the champion. So it's kind yeah. of you know, Brock Lesnar, four guys, and the champion. So, not a big deal. Um, the whole thing just has me stymied. I'm really yeah, I agree. I, I'm I'm also kind of stumped. Um, 
Although I do think you make a good point that the the authority linkage with Randy Orton is important and makes for a better story and build um, if we want to go down the road of someone like, say, Dan O'Brien getting that title shot. The good versus evil. Uh, I don't know that I'd want to see a face versus face match if Cena was carrying the belt into WrestleMania again. Right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make. I'm going to go ahead and pick Orton. Okay. I just. I, I think it makes the most sense. I think. Um, you kind of have to give John Cena this match, and uh, I think he's. I think he's out of the title picture for a little bit, so I'm just going to go with Orton. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Randy Orton also, just because if John Cena wins, I'm not so sure how he uh, loses at WrestleMania. And frankly, I do not want him leaving WrestleMania as the champion. Now, if I had my druthers, right, I would have Cena win, and I'd have Punk win the Rumble. Because... Despite uh, the glory of Daniel Bryan and, you know, the amazing moment it would be if he was actually the guy that closes down WrestleMania, I just really like the chemistry between Punk and Cena, and I think it would be really cool to have those guys main event, you know, 30, WrestleMania 30. They feel like the two guys that deserve it the most, but anyway. Yeah, no, and I agree with you there. Um, I think... I think a, a WrestleMania with uh, CM Punk versus John Cena and then Daniel Bryan versus Triple H or Shawn Michaels, I think that works for me better than, you know, seeing anything short of John Cena versus Undertaker. So mm-hmm. I think the best way to do that is to have Randy Orton win this match. And it's it's going to kill me if Randy Orton goes through all that crap with Daniel Bryan, holds the belt, Gets the Royal Rumble, holds the belt. Goes to the Elimination Chamber, holds the belt. It just seems like a lot of unlikely scenarios where a guy who's kind of lackluster as champion continues to hold the belt. But at the end of the day, I'm all right with it. Now, we need to get to break because we're going over our normal first half time. But real quick, what if... What if you end up with Brock Lesnar walking out of Elimination Chamber with the title and Daniel Bryan has just won the Rumble. Could you see that match happening at WrestleMania? Would that be the ultimate Goliath for Daniel Bryan? It could be, and I could absolutely see Triple H and the Authority standing behind Brock Lesnar as a guy that they would support instead of Randy Orton. The new face of the company. There we go. And with that, we'll head to break. We've got the Royal Rumble match to discuss. Some of our predictions about who we think is going to win, who's going to be a surprise entrant, what we think is going to happen with uh, Dan O'Brien, and of course we've got a pool that we're going to draw. Uh, I think we got about 15 of us. We'll each get two numbers in the 1 through 30, and whoever comes out in the number you get is your man. So I hope you draw Great Collie and Zack Ryder, Rob. Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. 